0: reminder kids are up here with us we're really trying to take a note from uh, the Old Testament in the book of Deuteronomy where it says in the hearing of the word of the Lord gather everyone your spouses your sons your daughters the foreigners among you the bond servants the servants everybody come together in the assembling of the saints to hear the word of the Lord and to practice its commands and that's what we're doing for the month of July. So kids, we're glad you're up here if you're up here. Um, and parents, we want to invite you. It's okay to, uh, to have your kids here. It's okay if there's a little bit of noise. Um, I'm not going to be hurt or offended by that. We're uh, also abbreviating our messages because in this season of keeping the fire burning, we're focusing on prayer. Um, and man, God moved last week. God was so present in our midst and we were so blessed by it. And on Wednesday night, we had an incredible opportunity to continue to press in to the presence of God together. Um, so that being said, to start off this week's message, I need some help. So if I asked you before service, would you come up now? That's Adrian, that's Bree, that is Tina, that's Brandon, that's Pastor Chase. Is there somebody I'm forgetting here? Esther, thank you, I'm sorry Esther, come on. So come on up here. All right, Uh, Pastor Chase, you are going to stand all the way at this end here, yep, perfect. Okay, then Tina, I'm gonna have you come next. And then Bree, I'm gonna have you come next. And then Adrian, I'm gonna have you come next. And then Brandon, you're next. And then Esther, you're, you're last over here. Okay, so I want you all to now face me all like that and get in a perfectly straight line so you're all straight with each other. Yeah, yeah, all right. And now put an put a, a arm's length between you. So Esther, move forward a little bit. And yeah, a little bit more Esther. And then you guys move a little bit forward. That way, Pastor Chase, the people online can see you a little bit if possible. All right, good. Um, all right, so we're gonna play the telephone game. You all played the telephone game before? Yeah, here's what we're gonna do. Um, so guys, do not look at the screens. I don't think you can see them from here, but don't look at them. Um, you won't be able to see it in the back. So uh, boys in the back, put the, the phrase up on the screen and nobody say it, nobody say it. All right, this is the phrase that they have to communicate to each other by the end of it. Now, what I'm gonna do is I'm going to give Pastor Chase five seconds to read the phrase on my paper, which is this phrase up here, and then he has to quietly extremely quietly whispered in the ear of Tina in front of you and as quiet as you can that way the people don't hear you and then it goes on and on and on until that phrase reaches the front all right so all the rest of you you're not leaning back trying to hear what's being whispered you wait until the person next comes and whispers in your ear quietly all right are you guys ready you got it yeah no you can lean forward and what I would encourage is if you're okay with with a little bit of proximity just go and whisper in the ear and cover it with your mouth no microphones obviously whisper it out loud all right so do you all got it it makes sense to you okay you all got it you know what we're looking for right okay all right Pastor Chase are you ready here it is five seconds to read this No profanity. <laughs> Brandon's face. You ready, Esther? All right. What's the answer? A, a dog's mouse in the forest. <laughs> a dog's mouse in the forest. That's your final answer. All right. So the answer was. A dog named Moose ran loose through the spruce forest chasing a goose. (laughs) So it changed from the start. That's what Pastor Chase said. All right, give it up for these awesome people. Thank you. You can be seated. Thank you, guys. Uh, Pastor Chase, thank you. Thank you for being great sports. So... I purposely picked a pretty hard one, so I wasn't expecting them to get it, to help exemplify, to get the point across that, man, it is so vitally important that we listen. Because when we don't listen, how easily messages can change. So last week when we started this series off on keeping the fire burning, keep persisting in prayer, We talked about hear, listen, and obey, and we're going to keep leaning into this idea of listening, and in particular, being still, um, in prayer. I I know when we think about prayer, we think about like petitionary prayer, intercession. We're going to get into all of that, but I just feel like, you know, the culture of prayer within Christianity has become so Santa Claus-ish for all of us i'm saying like what's one of the first things that i learned growing up as a kid to pray it's what's your prayer request and that's that's a good thing that's a right thing petitionary prayer but is that all that prayer ought to be no no but but without even realizing it we go to god with like all right god here here's my here's my list here's my i need you to do this 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 and again he's faithful and he's willing but there's so much more to the process and the practice of prayer than simply, okay, God, here's my needs. Take care of them. When we pray like that all the time, we're becoming so focused within on ourselves and our issues and our problems, and we get wrapped up in them, and then God can't freely move about in our life the way that he wants to because we're so fixated here. So we're gonna spend a little bit more time this week and then in prayer together as a community, um, kind of focusing on the idea of being still, and, and listening. So again, I encourage you, get ready. Listen to the words of this, this about 15-minute message, and we're going to get ready, and we're going to pray together based on what we learned from God's Word, um, and we're not going to just hightail it out of here, okay? All right. So from Luke chapter 9, starting in the 28th verse, we read the story of the transfiguration. Y'all remember that story? All right, let's talk about it, and let's read it. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, when he was about, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, this is my son whom I love. Listen to him. Listen to him. So just to start off the bat, um, if you haven't got the book um, that we've recommended, that we have copies of in the back, Pray Like Monks, Live Like Fools, I would encourage you to do so so that we're all in the same pattern and the same pace. And I'm taking cues from that book to tailor the message week after week. It's not identical, and I I focus more on Scripture. But I would encourage you to get that book. Um, And in that book, it's talking about prayer patterns. Um, and being still and getting away to be able to commune with God in prayer. Now, when you look at the book of Luke, Luke emphasizes regularly the prayer patterns of Jesus. It's in this gospel more than any other gospel that we read phrases like Jesus went away to a hillside, a mountain place, or a quiet place to pray. He went away in solitude to commune with God and to pray with him. Luke records it regularly and that's for us to lean into and look at as, hey, this is important and if Jesus did it, I better be looking at this carefully. Mm -hmm. So that's exactly what's happening at the beginning of this chapter. Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, the three of them, to go on a little bit of a prayer retreat and they're up there and they're praying and the disciples fall asleep, Mm -hmm. right? It said they were sleepy, Now, this is a little bit like the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus said, come on, you got to pray with me, and they're falling asleep. Could you not keep watch? All that. Now, before I get into any sort of, man, if you really want to pray, you got to have some caffeine in you, and you better stay awake. Listen, I don't think any of us can measure up to Jesus's prayer life. So who knows? They could have been praying for hours for all we know, and they just couldn't take it anymore, and they fell asleep. So I'm not going to shame them for that. Um, So they fall asleep, uh, and jesus has this miraculous transformation Um, but it all came from the start of jesus's rhythm of prayer if you look at luke chapter 5 verse 16 it says this but jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed so the first point is this a healthy rhythm of prayer is getting away Now, I'm not saying you have to go and rent a hotel room and go on a prayer retreat. You can do that, sure. But if you're making that the way that you pray, it's not sustainable. Um, Let's start with this. You're coming to church and we're spending a month in focused prayer. And outside of that, we have regular prayer gatherings. You're getting a way to pray. Now, it's not in solitude by yourself, but it's still a necessary form of separation from the earth where you're coming together and praying. And then outside of that, The question is, how are you creating rhythms of prayer in your life where you're actually getting away? I'm gonna be real with you, I struggle with this. I'm not the best at this. This is something that I'm growing in in this season that I'm in with you as the body of Christ right now, dedicating time to praying. Um, And if I can be really real, last week in the book, the chapter focused on just just start praying and I'm all for that. Don't worry about the formula, don't worry about the how, just get to it. Um, But then we have to move on from there because if we get caught up in that type of um, nutritional pattern when it comes to spiritual prayer, um, we're just trying to take it wherever we can get it. So on the way to work, in the grocery store, uh, if you could just say a quick prayer before a meeting, and then you start telling yourself, well, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, which is good. But listen to me, that type of prayer, nutritionally speaking, is like a, an energy drink. You're just getting a quick fix because you don't, you didn't create any time or you ran out of time. It's helpful, but it is not nutritionally sound for your overall spiritual well-being. This is where we have to take a note from Jesus's life, where he went away often to pray, not just in passing, not just a quick prayer around the dinner table. You all with me? All right, so that's a part of this idea of being still. But uh, back to the disciples, talk about a crazy alarm to wake you up from a deep sleep. The alarm goes off, they wake up and they see Jesus absolutely radiant with light like lightning. And they're shocked. And they see, wow, this prayer retreat was probably worth it. Man, some stuff is happening. And they recognize the two individuals that are standing with Jesus are Moses and Elijah, the law and the prophets right there, those two figureheads, the greatest of the the spiritual saints for Judaism, are standing right there with Jesus. And they're in the presence of God and they realize it. The glory of God, authors believe that this is akin to Exodus chapter 40, which talks about the cloud that fell upon the tabernacle actually have it for you, Exodus 40, starting in the 34th verse, it says this, then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Watch this, Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. The presence of God which fell upon the tent of meeting is something that Moses himself could not enter in when the cloud fell. Now watch this. They wake up, they see the radiant glory of Jesus, Moses and Elijah. They realize the presence of God is here and then the cloud falls. The presence of God. This is what authors believe is the Shekinah glory. That Moses couldn't enter and it falls and they enter in, something's different here. Something that they're understandably afraid about. But before that happens, we read what Peter says. He sees that before the cloud falls and goes away, this amazing happening, but then Moses and Elijah turn to leave. Mm -hmm. And Peter goes, wait, no, I just woke up. The good stuff just started. Guys, stay here. And it says that he offers to build them a tent Um, Now, one of the practices in Leviticus was the celebration of the Festival of Tabernacles. That's where you still, Jews to this day, will erect tents outside, mobile tents, and they'll go into it. That was a command in Leviticus that was given to commemorate, to honor, and remember, hey, when God delivered us from Exodus in Egypt, when we were on the way to the Promised Land, we didn't have a permanent abode. We lived in tents. So it's just an aspect of remembrance. That's likely a little bit of what maybe Peter has in mind. Hey, let me be a good Jew and let me build some tabernacles for you as we're on this journey upon this mountain so that we can continue to reside in the presence of God. And the scripture very clearly, and I think nicely says, he didn't know what he was saying. So in other words, Peter's doing what Peter does best. He's putting his foot in his mouth. He doesn't know what he's talking about now. But I mean, come on, be fair to him. You wake up from a deep sleep. Are you in full cognition and aware of what you're doing? I'm not. Evie certainly isn't. I love you, but she needs a good five minutes to wake up. And I'm sure many of you do as well, and there's no shame in that. So Peter wakes up. He sees this incredible thing, and he says, Let me build tents for you, Jesus, for you, Elijah, and for you, Moses. And he says that to Jesus. See, I think what's interesting here is that Peter, he doesn't want the presence of God to depart. And he says, let me build a shelter to house you in the very presence of God. And I think what I see here is that Peter wants to maintain an experience. And again, I can't fault them for it. I'd be like, guys, where are you going? This is awesome. I want more of this, right? But I love what God does. Then the actual cloud of God falls. The presence of God falls on them and they enter in. That's better than what Peter even asked for. But then the voice of God comes and he says, this is my son, or Matthew and Mark say, my beloved son, the son whom I love. And the command, listen to him. Now it said at the beginning of this chapter that eight days had gone by. If you go back and you read what had happened, Jesus was teaching his disciples. And the last thing he says in the previous, the, the previous section is he's talking to them about his death, his imminent death. And they just didn't fully were aware of it, didn't accept it, all of that. Now they go up on a prayer retreat They wake up from a sleep. The presence of God is clearly there. It falls on them. And what does God say? Listen to him. Not, oh, yeah, 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 thank you, my good and faithful servant. Build those tents, because I want Moses and Elijah to be with you. No, 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 no. You're overwhelmed by the very presence that is falling upon you. Wonderful. Good. I am here. Revere it. Now my command to you, listen. To Jesus. Plain and simple. So the word of God is listen. That's a good prayer retreat. I'd like one of those. So let me jump to Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verses 1 through 3 and we're going to get really practical. And this is going to inform our time together. Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Go near to what? Listen. Listen. Rather than offer the sacrifice of fools who do not know that they are doing wrong. Do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth, so let your words be few. A dream comes when there are many cares and many words mark the speech of a fool the author of Ecclesiastes is saying something really profound. You are in the presence of God. You are in the presence of God. Don't babble like Peter did, who didn't know what he was saying. Now, I think this text is being a little bit more specific with an unclean heart, and I don't think Peter necessarily had a horribly wicked heart in that moment where he was out for his own gain as much as Ecclesiastes is getting at, but still, I think there's a principle here that we need to adopt and understand that when we recognize, Hebrews, that we enter into the throne of God, his very throne room, and come before his throne, and we're to do so with confidence to ask for grace and mercy. What a gift. Think about Esther, who was so afraid to enter into the king's presence, unannounced and uninvited. She should have died. The same is true in the presence of God, and yet God welcomes us to of our own accord enter into his presence. That's what Jesus has done for us. But may we never forget that even though we've been given that freedom, we are still in the presence of the Almighty God of the universe, the author, the savior, the creator of our salvation. And so may we be more aware of of the communion that we're having with him in this moment, and not just come to him and say, all right, God, got my list, rolls out on the floor. I need this, I need this, I need that. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, you did that for her. I'd like some of that too. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, I can use that blessing. That doesn't feel very reverent, does it? And yet, to be honest, that's what I think a lot of us do. We'll throw some praise and some thanks in there, then we get to it. The heart and the meat is petition, 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 because we want to hold on to the experience. We want to hold on to the blessing. Jesus says in Matthew, this won't be up on the screen, but he says in Matthew, when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Now, just like the pagans, going even back to the Old Testament, Elijah on Mount Carmel, they cried out, they kept petitioning over and over repetition 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 cutting themselves flailing around and elijah just laughed at them and elijah says one prayer to god and that's it and then god acts i wonder what that looks like for us where i think there are times for us to be thank you god thank you god i worship you but just imagine for a second god's in heaven and you're coming to him and you're saying, hey, God, I need some wisdom and I need some direction for my life. Still a petition, but now you're, you're asking for that. Um, and just imagine for a second, God is there and he hears you and he goes, man, I'm so glad you came to me. Um, you know, I've got to, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. You're so good, God. You're welcome. Now, as I was saying, um... So you've asked for some discernment for wisdom God be praised you're so good God thank you again um, now can we get back to your request for wisdom and discernment God you're so good thank you for this day um, pray for my family I pray for all the other needs that you have for me keep me safe as I leave this place Amen I all right I guess that discernment isn't uh, you forgot? Okay, we'll get back to that. I'm just playing around with it. But still, He's God, and we're created in His image, and we're meant to commune with Him. God talks all the time. So why can't we listen? Even if He doesn't speak in an audible voice to us, maybe He will. But I believe God speaks nonetheless, He speaks through His Word. Are we listening? Or are we just babbling and babbling and babbling and babbling and babbling? And if we are, why are we doing it? Again, are we afraid of silence? Are we afraid of being judged? Are we thinking it's the churchy Christian thing to do, to go on and on and on and on and on and be louder and fun? Sure, at times. If you're filled with exuberance to praise God, praise God. Sing, he is worthy, worthy, worthy are you, God. Worthy to be praised who is above all and through all and in all. And then there are times to listen and to quiet. Deuteronomy 5.27. Go near and hear all that the Lord our God will say and speak to us all that the Lord our God will speak to you and we will hear and Do. So just here's the point that I want to make to you that we're now going to pray together in a posture of. Mm -hmm. The freedom we have to enter the throne room of God is so much more than a chance to petition. It's so much more than that. I tried to think of a bunch of ways, and honestly, I I figured I don't even know all the ways, but certainly praise is one, Yes. yes? And certainly listening, as we've just read, Is another. Psalm 46, verse 10 says this He says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations, I will be exalted in the earth. You have this whole psalm in the papers on your seats. I would invite you to take that out now. We're about to enter into this time of prayer. CJ, I'm going to ask you to get the music ready that we play for pre-service prayer. and Get that ready. Last week, I invited you to pray with your families to commune together and just to pray. Kids praying for parents, parents praying for kids, spouses praying with each other. Today, I'm going to ask you, you can be with your family, but this is a time for you to commune with God. This is a time between you and the Lord. You can hold each other's hands. Like If you, if you want to say in a, in a sign that we're here together, you can do that. Um, parents, I am going to invite you, or grandparents, if, if your kids or grandkids are here, it's important for you to show them. Maybe take a moment. Talk with them about what you're doing. That's okay. I just ask you to be respectful. For everybody here, this is a time for us to enter in. I'm going to read this, this one psalm for you. An invitation is reflect on this psalm. Pray this psalm. I'll give you an example. The first verse of the 46th Psalm. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. You can praise God for that. You can repeat that. You can say, thank you, God, for being my refuge and my strength, my ever-present help in trouble. And then I would encourage you to reflect on that. Think about your life And think about who God is. And not just simply for the times that he's shown up in your life, but for the times that you know he is. Even if you haven't experienced that and have a need for that, he is. Reflect on who he is now. Listen to God's word. Hear from it. I'm gonna read this for you. And then I invite you, go back, read it. Pray it. The backside, there's another psalm, a very personal psalm. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The holy place where the Most High dwells, God is within her. She will not fail. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth the Lord Almighty is with us the God of Jacob is our fortress would you listen to God in prayer for these moments The invitation. If you need to come to the altars and focus and pray and kneel, you can do that. What he's reminding you of. I wonder if God has called. share with you the Lord reminded me as I was reading this that this mighty God whose presence as nations are an uproar and kingdoms fall he lifts his voice and the earth melts his voice what power I was reminded of Jesus speaking and calming the storms reminded that it's the voice of God that has called me out of darkness out of the earth he called me to follow him and he called me to be a pastor Read the Psalms. Teaching us how to sit and be still in his presence. God's teaching your kids and your grandkids how to sit and be still in his presence right now. God's modeling for your spouse or your sibling to be still. God I'd like to invite you to take the paper if you don't have it already take it flip it to Psalm 63 man what a what a what a praise and a cry of worship to God what praise! This is a writer, a psalmist, a Christian who knows who God is, who has learned from God who God is, and you see in the words how that has impacted that that person's understanding. So I wanna invite you to do this with me. We're gonna read through this together. I'll read a line and then you repeat it. And I invite you, let this be your praise to God. We enter into his throne room because Jesus gave us that gift. So let's praise him. Would you repeat this after me? You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry and parched land where there is no water, I have seen you in the sanctuary held your power and your glory because your love is better than life my lips will glorify you hallelujah i will praise you as long as i live and in your name i will lift up my hands I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. Yes. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. Because you are my help I sing in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. Can I invite you now in your own words just to lift your voices and praise God? Would you praise him? Father, you are worthy, worthy, worthy. The lamb of God who was slain before the foundations of the earth were lain. Lord, let my lips be anointed and would it be a pleasing voice of worship to you in this place. And Father, when I leave this place, I will honor you as much as I can in my own will. Jesus, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, Father, I thank you. I want to keep learning who you are. Uh, I just declare to you that I want to keep learning who you are. God, we leave this place ears inclined towards You. Hearts postured as receptive. Father, as Your presence shows up as your presence falls as we enter in This atmosphere as it is, but I will close in prayer for those that need to go. Um, but if you do want to remain and just stay in this posture and this attitude of prayer, um, you can do so. For the rest, my Encouragement, and admonishment for you is to keep the fire burning. Keep the fire burning. Be still. Find a rhythm. Whew, man. So Father, now I thank you for this day that you have blessed us with all that we've experienced of you in it. Thank you for voices that you've given us. And Lord, I I hope that you are well pleased with the sincerity of the hearts of your people. Thank you for your word and all that it's taught us. Would we hide it away in our hearts? Bless your people today, I pray, God, They walk out of here recognizing, recognizing your presence is with them and in them and goes before them. Would they honor you? Would we honor you with our very lives as living sacrifices, purified and refined by you, Jesus, obedient to your word, it's in Jesus' name that I pray all these things together with my brothers and sisters, and we all agreed together and said, "Amen, Amen." God bless you. If you need to go, if you want to stay, and keep praying. You're welcome to.